You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Welcome back to Legends Live, as presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association. This is the home of all our NBA and WNBA legends. I'd like to remind all of our viewers that you can submit questions during the show. We'll get to those um, before we wrap up. We'll get to today's guest. We have got former Houston Rocket, former L.A. Clipper, former Rhode Island Ram. We've got Philadelphia's finest, Katino Mobley, is with us today. Cat, how you feeling, my man? I'm good, man. I'm uh, just hanging in there. Uh, just, uh, you know, being a teacher, a cook, uh, everything in the household <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, how's, uh, how's quarantine treating you? But I think you I think you just answered it. They running you ragged over there? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all good. It's just, uh, you know, you when you have a 10-year-old boy, uh, he, you got to really pay attention to him because – Something about us boys when we're little, man. It's just like you got a spoon feed, hold the hand, yeah. listen to the teacher. It's like so much. <laughs> Girls is just so much easier and smarter. Right. Yeah, it's just crazy. But uh, no, it's it's fun, man. I love being around my kids. Yeah. So uh, what else? You, what else keeping you busy in quarantine? Like, were you much of a chef before? Or is it something you're getting? Yeah. Into no, now? I've always I've always cooked because my stepfather was a big cook. Okay. Uh, growing up, I um, you know, I usually stay in the kitchen a lot. I actually just came upstairs. Um, uh, I'll make spaghetti later on. Um, but, um, yeah, I enjoy cooking. I think it's, it's therapeutic for me. I, you know, I'll sit out back and when the kids aren't here, when it's nighttime, I'll just kind of like have a cigar, relax sometime, but just stare at the, the greenery. That's about it. Mostly it's just hanging out. You know what right. I'm saying? If it's not a game one. Right. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to ask you next. So you, <laughs> you've been, you've been keeping up with the playoffs. I'm, I'm guessing. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What the, yeah, yeah, what are you seeing from each side? We've got, uh, I think we've got Celtics, mm-hmm. Heat tonight. Celtics, Miami. No, uh, Lakers tonight. Oh, is Lakers, it? Uh... Yeah, Celtics, oh, okay. Miami yeah. No, no, you're right. yesterday. You're right. Uh, Tyler Hero was actually my hero last night. I mean, yeah. it was amazing, that kid. Um, and I saw that at Kentucky. I saw his very poised. Um, I didn't know how explosive he would be uh, in the pros. Um, his mm. One of his idols is uh, Devin Booker, who was my favorite two-guard in the league. Um, I think Devin Booker is uh, insanely talented um, mm. when it comes to having that ball. Um, you know, he's my favorite, like I said. Um, and Tyler Heroes right behind him with a skill set and a pace that, especially at 20 years old, is it's 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 unheard of. Right. Uh, and to be so poised in the Easter Conference Finals, I you know I I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> 20 years old that's just crazy you know to really understand the game like he does and to be able to you know whether it's scoring coming off dribbles and all the things that he's doing and having I, eric's eric Spolsters was one of my favorite coaches um mm. i love the grit uh that he instills in his team and um you know i, I said miami's going to beat milwaukee two weeks before if i said if they meet milwaukee 
they'll they'll beat them because mm. Milwaukee just don't have what they just don't have it. No matter if they what, have the MVP or not, just don't have it. What did you see that from Milwaukee that you were like that you weren't convinced on? I've seen three years of them being ounced. That's what I saw. Mm. Like just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, when you when it's back to back and you don't you've shown well, you, that you don't really make adjustments way. like that. Yeah, but that's you're exactly the it. Same way, right? There's like no adjustments keep, being made. Yeah, right. And you're regular season guys, and it's no disrespect, but you can't win sixty some games every year, fifty some games, and then you lose every single time the same way in the playoffs that's every single year. Yeah. Right. Something something is wrong. Something has to give. And the game that you did win uh, against um, um, Miami, I mean, okay, yeah, the, mm-hmm. you know, the freak didn't even play that game. Yeah. You know, Eric Bledsoe uh, is not a catch. Yeah, it was a game I think guy. he got hurt in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eric Bledsoe's not a catch and shoot guy. He's more athletic, mm-hmm. you know, putting pressure, going downhill. And you have other guys that can do really well. So I don't think that that lineup is a great lineup for him as, as dominant mm. as he is and it, be, it needs to be some changes for him because you know it's that's three straight times that you lost the same way where they walled you right. up and you're trying too hard and everybody else is just waiting for you to feed them it's just not it's not smart mm. what would you recommend like what do you what not even necessarily a player but what do you, like another ball handler another defender another shoot like what do you think What's their missing piece? Well, I mean, Kobe said this about James Harden, who I love James Harden, but, you know, uh, I, I critique the game, you know, like that, where it's if you have to focus on one person, it's easy when the playoffs come. Right. Um, you know, when you have – when we had our 2006 lineup with the Clippers, I think we were one of the best teams. It's just that, you know, it was too much micromanaging. And no disrespect to Mike Dunleavy, I love him to death, but when you have a lot of vets and guys that, that can play – Sometimes you just got to let go and let right. them play, right? right. So you had a, a, a second MVP vote as an Elk Brand. You had a Corey Maggette 20 a game. You had myself that's in, uh, you know, the 19, 20 a game. You had Sam Cassell, who's a winner, and you had Sean Livingston. You had, mm. a, you had a nucleus of guys who can literally dominate, but it was just sometimes, you know, coaches micromanage the situation right. and, and don't let it flow, right? Right. Um, and when you're when you're dealing with a lot of these these teams or guys, you're looking. Everybody loves uh, Giannis because he's so dominant, like Shaquille O'Neal in the post. And well, why don't you start 15 feet from the basket? Get someone else to come in here and run the team, right? It's kind of like the Clippers, where yeah, Patrick Beverly thumbs up when it comes to defense, but when mm-hmm. it comes to the team being rattled, the team being settled, who right. do I get the ball to? They're kill spots. Right. You don't have that keeping guy. everybody on the team. Fed, you don't have that guy. Shut. Got you. Right? You don't have that guy. And you're in Houston, bump heads mm-hmm. with James. Chris Paul mm-hmm. was leader in OKC. And when he was with the Clippers, he was trying to get those guys on a, a, a mentally stronger kind of way. Right. Where it, it it just didn't transition well. I think with yeah. Milwaukee, they need that Chris Paulish type of guy with that can settle teams because you already have a monster. Right. That monster's he as much as he's so great at what he does, it's like a gift and a curse. It, mm. it takes away from everybody else. And when it's time to settle, and what do we do, and how do we get a great basket? You you're you're constantly keep doing the same thing throughout the whole year. Why would you improve? 
I've right. got MVP two years in a row. Right. I don't need to do nothing else. We just need more players. Nah, that's not necessarily true. Right. Sometimes you got to decoy yourself. Like Kobe's saying, the ball has to move from side to side. As much as the people say, oh, Kobe's a gunner, he just that, whatever. But the triangle offense hid Kobe in ways where you couldn't just pinpoint on him. Right. You had right? to focus well, on everybody. Right. Or Michael Jordan or Scottie yeah. Pippen. It's just more a little difficult. Uh, when I played with Sacramento Kings, that offense was great because anybody can score. Right. And we all were 17, 18, 19, 20 point scorers on that team for that short period of time that I was there. So mm. just like the Clippers where, you know, I'm averaging 17, Corey's averaging 18, Sam Purcell's averaging 16, uh, Umbrand's averaging 24. It's right. hard to leave one person. You can't stop everybody. You got to exactly. pick your poison. Yeah, exactly. And Sam and myself are settling us down um, more so where we know our ego's out of it. What we're going to mm. do is we're going to get a bucket. We're going to dump it down to Umbrand. I think what the Clippers did, they didn't have that guy that can settle them and get them into a situation everybody was so emotionally invested right Right. in 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 basketball yes you go with your emotion but it has to be controlled aggression it has to be it has to be get uh, out of control right right it's just it was just too much and i think it's immaturity of success i don't i don't know i just don't know um i love paul george i love Kawhi leonard but I just think they need that one guy that can settle them, get right. Paul in that mid post, get Kawhi coming off the screen and doing X, Y, and Z on top of the things that he was doing. You know, you don't one of your best players in, in the world don't shouldn't go one for eleven and no one else is settling him down. Right. right? Or where right. Paul, you may shoot 10 threes and only make one or two, and you're not even getting to the free throw line. Uh uh uh. Well, right. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I, you know, it needs to be some tough love. It needs to be somebody on that floor that can guide them. And and because we all, we, listen, all of us are become a shell of ourselves or we become, mm-hmm. we become, you know, we fight ourselves. We fight ourselves a lot, right? And, and to mm-hmm. become successful, you have to like not listen to doubters and really listen to your inner self. But then it comes a time where you have to listen to someone else. Right, you have <laughs> so to trust you can keep going. somebody, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So would you have would you have Giannis? You mentioned Giannis winning the back to back MVPs. Would he have gotten your vote, or who who would no, have gotten your no. who would who would have gotten your MVP vote? LeBron James, easy. It's not even, even a question. Even including a regular season, because I I agree. I still think he's the best player, but regular season you would go Listen, LeBron over. Giannis. No disrespect to Giannis. No disrespect to the coach Budenholzer. But when when that coach was the same coach at Atlanta Hawks, were they not top in the league? Yeah. Yes. Number one. Were. Number one seed. Yep. <laughs> you had four or five all stars on that team, and everybody's not an all star. Right. Sixty so, wins. Yep. Right. So my point is, it's like it, it it gets convoluted. It gets like everything's because they're winning. Oh, these guys are stars. Or this that. No, that's not necessarily true. Right. And Giannis is a super duper star. Yeah. But we get confused though because your regular season is so amazing that that's what's going to like transition into the playoffs. That's not how it works. It's all about matchups. So the Clippers probably would have given, not saying that Denver won't give the Lakers a run for their money, but the Clippers probably would have given the Lakers a better run than the Denver Nuggets. I don't know. Right. So it's just about matchups. It's, it's, and, and when you're dealing with Giannis and you're dealing with Giannis, it seems like he makes everybody better. 
but there's no one since Magic Johnson, the Steve Nashes. It's only certain people, Jason Kidd's, John Stockton's, Mark like, Jackson's. Like it's the only rare guys, yeah. That make a team. You can have four guys and just literally they'll make everybody believe in themselves. That's an MVP. Hmm. That's an MVP. I'm just uh, just me playing basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You look at LeBron James, and LeBron James, when he was over in the East, it was, oh, he's rolling through the East. The East is so easy. Okay, he comes over to the West. Before he got hurt, they were fourth about climbing second. Mm-hmm. During that Christmas when he hurt his groin. Then this year, they was number one. So what is this? Right. Like, people discredit this man's ability and who he is and how smart he is and what's he get? What he gets out of every single person on that floor? It's just, it's disrespectful that these people, like, I, I don't. I, I think it gets taken it bothers for, me. because he's been so good, so consistent for so long. I definitely, I think it gets taken for granted. I mean, he led the league in assists his seventeenth yeah. year. Yeah, like, what, like what are we talking about here? Right? Yeah, you got guys with better handles, guys with. I mean, I don't. It, it, it's, it's very frustrating and mind boggling when I just listen to people who probably never played before. You know, and the people who played, they understand. They understand right. that what he brings, he's the Magic Johnson hybrid. He's a hybrid Magic Johnson, right? right? <laughs> like Jason Kidd, you know, Steve Nash, these type of people who you put them on the floor and they're going to make not only. They're going to make so many people believe in themselves. And that's what the, that's what the most valuable player is. Mm. You put LeBron James on any team in the NBA and that right. team has a chance. They can compete. Like they, at the and very least, you about, have a chance making the finals at the very <laughs> least. It feels like I'm yeah. talking about, I'm talking about everybody's stats. Everything will climb. All he, he just makes, he makes you believe. Right. And that's what basketball is about. That's what it's about when you're on the floor. It's not the, you know, oh, I can dunk from the free throw line when I'm, you know, fast break. I only take two dribbles. And I love, again, I love Giannis. Right. All I'm saying That's is right. people get enamored. Yeah. They get enamored by this. And and are you enamored because LeBron's leaving? So you have to latch on to someone else? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, is marketing-wise, I understand right. that. That's cool. Right. right? But at the end of the day, the game of basketball is played the best by that man, LeBron James, to me. So, what do you think of like a younger guy, like what we saw from Luka Doncic? Like, is that, I was gonna say, like, is that as you were describing it? I was just thinking of younger guys, and Luka came to mind when you talk about like getting your teammates involved. Mm-hmm. Like, he controls things, but he's he's moving the ball around. Guys know they're gonna get like, hey, you keep moving, you'll get an open look, you'll mm-hmm. get a layup, you'll get yep. an open three pointer. Yeah. So yeah. I was interested. Yeah, how you feel about it? He, or I, any of the younger players. No, I love I love Luka. I love Luca and I love John ja Morant because mm. they have a pace and they John ja Morant, listen, was in the West and they were in the eighth seed. Right. He's a rookie, rookie at the yeah. point. The hardest position to play is the point. Yeah. And he's a rookie playing the point and getting everybody believing themselves, play hard and no fear. And then Luca's the same where Luca's favorite player is, is LeBron James. Mm. And, and yeah, shows. He's, yeah, he's a better offensive player than LeBron James, big time. I'm like, like right bit. now, or at the same age. He only thing LeBron James have over Luca is his speed and athleticism. As far as skill, mm. no, <laughs> it's not even. Luca's shooting the ball from forty feet out, step backs, crossovers. Yeah, you know, slow steps, euro steps. LeBron didn't have that. LeBron was just an athlete, right? That's with right. a high IQ. 
Right. Right. And um, of course, the amazing passing, all that. But Luca has that without the speed or the dunking the ball. Mm. Like, but as far as skill set, right? Like, it's just unprecedented. It's just th- those people like that with that type of IQ where you can play chess to me is is unbelievable because I I picked up a basketball at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I was a pro. I played I was starting to play with pros at 21, 20 20 years old, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 20 years old they were starting to let me play with pros. So, I mean, that's a a huge leap. So, I right. didn't really understand the game like these guys playing LeBron and them at 6 years old and Kobe at like the prodigy, you know, 4 years uh, old. And I yeah. didn't understand the game. I was a football player and a boxer. Mm-hmm. So, I had to catch up. So the, the more I caught up in the game, the more I started to understand it was about pace. Hmm. It was about studying. It was about understanding. It was about your opponent. It was it was so many different things that go on, and a lot of these young guys don't really understand it. And that's what I love about Tyler Hero or Devin hmm. Booker. It's like they're young, and they're, they, they get it. Right. And it, to me, that's just an amazing thing to be able to get it at such a young age because the game slows down mentally. It's right. you know where where you don't have to move as fast and you can still kill. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So and you know Luca wasn't blessed with speed or uh, athleticism, so he learned how to create his pace like joke like the Joker, right? I was gonna say Jokic like, is, is another you know, one. He's not dunking that ball. Moves at his own pace, but yeah. You know, I'll say, yeah, so, I don't know if you see, like, right, the Kentucky, like, you giving the, the good praise to Booker, Tyler Harrell, I love to hear it, I man. love them. I love those Love dudes, to hear man. it. I love those dudes, man. I mean, they're they're unbelievable to me. I love that pace. I love that pace. And I didn't get that until I got older. Hmm. I was going to say, right? what made you, what made that click for you? Was it a certain, like, veteran on your team, a certain coach? Like, what made mm-hmm. it click for you? Avery Johnson, Sam Cassell, Nick Van Exel, hmm. Scotty Pippen. This is my rookie year. I'm around these guys. So, you know, I'm just watching while I'm playing how they conduct themselves on the court as far as the way they think. And mm-hmm. now watching Steve Nash and me and Steve will work out together, you know, early in the 2000s. And like, I'm like, I can do that. Okay, right. cool. All right, well, you can score. You can dunk on people, but you need to do this. What's best for the team? Right. Right, because I can I could score 25, 30 points a game, but is it that's what's best for the team? Right? It's, I don't right. think that's but like for instance, I think for Boston Celtics, Kimba Walker should have great games from the very beginning because then because he's so smart and because he can facilitate, and you know, if he has that hot hand, he puts the pressure on right, right? Miami. Right. Whereas though, whereas though. You know, when you have the Marcus Smarts of the world where he's hot in the beginning, it's fool's gold. Right. Because if you got your point guard who is the true facilitator that's struggling, it takes it it's some people just need to score that and dominate, and some people just don't. Yeah. Right. And, and and you know, I just I that's just what I believe. I just I just that's just what it is. Uh you know, I, we needed a brand to score 25 30, mm-hmm. right? We need to get Corey McGetty in the game early. Then me and Sam, because we, you know, we can we can score with our eyes closed. We know how to play the game, not like they don't. Right. But again, we're we're helping them learn how to win and not only trust themselves, but trust us in the process. 
right. kind of thing. And, and and the game is people don't give basketball players a lot of credit. The game is so psychological. It's so mm. mental, you know, and, and I seen the Clippers break down mentally and, and, you know, it could be on and off the court where you bring stuff that's off the court on the court. So, yeah. you know, I, you know, I've reached out because I want to be able to help those younger guys in any way, shape or form, because there's, you know, I learned this at a young age when Michael and Scotty and even Kobe does this where certain moves you don't do until the fourth quarter or certain things you don't mm-hmm. do until this time. Where it's everything right. is strategic. You don't just do it just to do it. Right. Right. You like like you're setting some, it up like like you said, boxing. You're setting up something for later. Yeah, counters. Gotcha. You're setting up gotcha. the counters. So so coaches and players don't get a, a whiff of what's going on. They don't they can't adjust at halftime to you. Yeah, so Kate, you know guessing. Right. So in the fourth quarter, I might bring out the pick and roll on the left side. And, you know, it's hard for you to adjust now because now I've already put pressure on this team. And all of a sudden, I've got you mentally also. Right. I put one of your guys in foul trouble. I put another guy in foul trouble. I'm gigging. I'm 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 rolling. I'm, I have the rhythm, and my guy doesn't pay and pick and roll with his rhythm. Or oh, I have you 15 feet from the basket, and I have you have to double faster when I face up. It's so many strategic things that goes on that people are just playing just to play, and they don't really understand mm-hmm. that. Yes, this day and age, you guys are more skilled, but when we played and it was pass it in the post and go through. When you're when you're Paul George who's six nine or a Kawhi Leonard who's six six, and you have kill spots that's fifteen feet from the basket, mm. I'm not using that much energy. I'm I'm using yeah. that down on the other end. Right. Down here, I'm gonna get to my spot. I'm gonna face up. I'm gonna let you double, and I'm gonna swing, swing, swing three, swing, 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 penetrate, layup. Get an open look. Put mm-hmm. the pressure on them. Gary right. Payton from the post. Magic Johnson was from the post. Bigs were from the post. When you have big guards like this. And they're so good in a post. Why use all the other energy, pin downs and coming offs? And it's just too much for me. Right. So, you know, it's just different planning that I think should be going on because the Clippers on paper do have the best all around team, Mm. but it's just utilizing individuals and for themselves, for themselves is different. While you have uh, the Milwaukee's of the world where everybody's watching Giannis and then he's a kicking it out and then they shoot it. And then that's 60 something games. That's like, sure. come on. It's like James dribble, 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 step back three. Oh, 15 free throws. And everybody else is like, okay. Okay. Right. Like it's, it's easy to like watch one guy do his thing and get lost in that. When it's time you have to step up at the end of the game, you might be ice cold because you've been mm-hmm. watching him do his thing like that. Yeah. So what are you saying? Yeah. Uh, you got a prediction for for tonight's game? You said got, we got Lakers well, up two yeah, to one. Yeah, LeBron adjusts really well, and I don't want to jinx it, but you know he adjusts really well. And mm-hmm. um, you never you're not going to have Dwight Howard, Javale McGee, and AD combined for two rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You, you can't have yeah. that. Yeah. It's just it's just I don't think that's going to happen. And then you know the kid Grant from Denver, you mm-hmm. know you had 26 points. You going to do that again? Right. You know what I mean? So I, right. I, I just don't I don't know. Right. I want to see LeBron in the post more. Mm. Right. When AD is out the game and it's him and Rondo. Uh, but again, I, I'm just I, I just grew up. I grew up where we, we, we beat you up in the post. Right. right. Remember the Charles Barkley's, the Kim Olajuwon's. Yeah. It kills your legs. You know, and Jamal Murray is as talented as you are. I want to kill them legs. I don't want you coming off screens all day long. Right. Like I, I want to be able to punish you. I want you to get two or three fouls. 
You know, I want I want to be able to beat you up psychologically as well. So it's not just a physical abuse, it's mental abuse. Right. I was going to say, what's something you would do as a two guard if you were going up against a Jamal Murray, a Harrow, one of these, like, in a, in a hot streak right now? I'm posting them up. Just get physical. I'm posting them up. Beating them up. Tagging them. I might get one or two cheap ones, but tagging them in the lanes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like getting them in the post, you know, just beating them up. Just literally taking their legs out of the game. And that's where it's not four for six in the fourth or or, or seven mm. for eight in the fourth quarter. It's literally like three, four, ten. It's like it, it, it's right. a struggle. They're, just, too. they're beat up by it. Exactly. I think that's what happened. Uh, not a point guard, but I think that's what happened with PJ Tucker in uh-huh. Houston. Like he got a wrestle uh-huh. with. Anthony Davis and Steven Adams, all these guys, and mm-hmm. you come at the mm-hmm. other end, and he got to shoot 10 threes a game, too, man. Yeah. His yeah. arm's probably ready to fall off. So I, yeah, I think your it's, legs, it's definitely your something legs to die. Yeah. Your legs die on you. It's so all you, strategy. So who you got in the finals? What's your finals looking like? I want to see uh, Miami Lakers. Okay. I think that'd yeah, be the. I want to see Miami Lakers. You got a prediction for it? Listen, I, I because of so many haters. <laughs> um, and they don't appreciate uh, the person that he is. Uh, you know, I, of course, I want LeBron James to, to mm. win. Yeah. How many games? For the five. Listen, let's get past Denver. But um, yeah, you, you know, can never the count finals, them out. Right, right. So uh, the finals, I mean, I'm, I'm going like six. Okay. You know, because listen, Eric and Pat Riley, they're smart. They, they mm. know LeBron. They know his tendencies. They know his strengths. So it's it's, you know. LeBron James playing against Miami was never a landslide. It was always right. a fight. Right. So uh, in saying that, they understand LeBron's weaknesses and percentages on both sides of the court, whether it's on the left, right, or in the middle. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just want to see him get another one. Hmm. So I think we'll uh, get to a couple questions. We've got some viewer questions. Bridget, what is our – First one here from Whack Human Being. He said, as a Philly guy, <laughs> do you have a favorite cheesesteak spot? Uh, South Street Ishka Bibbles. So, okay, what is it about their, their cheesesteak? It's a lot of meat, and then they have this drink that's mixed. They mix this drink called the Gremlin. It's so good. Okay. Well, yeah. Is that a secret ingredient thing, or yeah, what's in the Gremlin? It's there, yeah, it's, all, it's just a whole bunch of different juices Okay. mixed into one. Kind of like <laughs> your mom Kool-Aid back in the day. Okay, yeah, just some of everything. Kitchen sink. Yeah, some of uh, You know what I'm saying? Put it all in there. Got you. Let's see. Next question from Basque. He says, have you ever thanked your parents for your <laughs> for your fire name? <laughs> that's a great name, uh, man. That's my grandmother. She's a Sicilian Native American. So uh, she named me. And, uh, yeah, you know what? When I was younger, uh, they never called me that. They, they called me, my middle name was Rashan or mm. Man Man. And uh, I, you know, once I got a little older, the girls like Catino. So I used to just kept saying Catino because yeah. I thought it was cool. So it stuck with me like I was that. I say, yeah, listen, if they like Catino, it's Catino. Yeah, it's, it's Catino. It, 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 it is what it is. It could be Casino. It could right. be Casino. You what? know, it's all good. <laughs> Let's see. Is that all our questions? Okay, before we let you out of here, we've got to get, what are you listening to now? We're trying to get a playlist together from all our legends. Give me a couple songs you're listening to. It could be old, it could be new, anything that you're listening to right now. Oh man, you know what? I don't have any particular song, but I usually listen to uh, uh, the Rat Pack, Pandora Station, or um, okay. yeah, I love oldies like that with the Sammy Davis and Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, and then I love uh, Lionel Richie's Station and Jay Z Station. So I usually okay. 
and Drake. Well, that's, that's the only four I really truthfully listen to, unless the kids want me to listen to something else. <laughs> I think I mean that's a pretty you got a pretty good mix there. Yeah, Jay-Z, it's a little Lionel Richie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, a little diverse. <laughs> and last question before we get you out of here. Bridget is begging me to at I gotta know about when you I think it was the 2002 All-Star game where you coached in sync. Oh, <laughs> Justin and them. Yeah, what what do you remember about that experience? Uh, th- you know, it's funny. I didn't know I was one of Justin's favorite players when he was growing up. Um, I knew nothing about them at first. And <laughs> they asked me to uh, come to Vegas first for um, Challenge for Children, uh, this mm. event, nonprofit event they would put on in Vegas. And my little brother at the time uh, loved NSYNC. And I... I knew nothing about this this band. I knew nothing. And I'm like, cool. Now my publishers told me we go out there. We had so much fun. I got close to the boys, Lance, Chris, just all of them, um, Joey. And I uh, we became really tight, really good friends, all of us. And um, J- J- NSYNC's concert was the first concert I ever went to in my life. Really? Ever went to in my life. And I had so much fun. I sat, I, was with, say, I, was... I sat with Justin's mom, man. I was, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, damn, these boys are good. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. And then we became really close and they would come to my games. And, and when I went to Orlando, me, Steve Francis went to Orlando. I, um, I hung out a lot, a lot with Chris Kirkpatrick and mm. uh, Lance and those guys. And uh, we just, I know it's just, it's, you know, me coming from North Philadelphia, I'm not looking at listening to no, you know, unless it was boys to men i'm listening to boy band like i'm cool on that but there was just something different and it was fun and i from then on i was just you know you know and justin's his his talent is itself he's like he's you know he's amazing Mm. you know and all those guys were talented so i'm glad that happened for me who else was on that team she said we had ludicrous is on that team who else did you coach there i don't remember the team I don't know. Remember the team that it was. Uh, I I, I freak. I was. I think we might have to see if we can find uh, that that video or or picture. It was just a wild thing. Like you just scrolling pictures, and it's just you like in a huddle drawing up plays. Oh really? With, uh, yeah. With I think I don't a couple of the guys like on either side of you. It looks like. Oh, I I, I gotta see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, we'll see if we can find that. But yeah, we won't hold too much of your time. Catino, Cap Mobley, thank you so much for joining us, man. For sure, for sure. I appreciate you. Of course. That'll do it this week for Legends Live. Of course, we got new episodes live every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern time on the NBA Alumni Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can catch any replays of old episodes at legendsofbasketball.com slash legendslive. You can also catch the audio replay in podcast form on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Legend Studio, and we will catch you next Thursday.